are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to this Monday, August 2nd, 2021 edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and boy, oh boy, am I excited because I'm leaving on a jet plane. I'm flying to South Florida this evening so that I can be there in person for the first two days of Miami Dolphins padded practice in 2021 training camp to give you all of the best possible insight that I personally can as far as what in the heck is going on with this football team, this Miami Dolphins football team. Uh, We had a fair amount of news that came through over the course of the weekend, uh, which we're going to cover here on the show. And then I also want to kind of dive into... uh, based across the consensus reports across a number of resources that I trust, who my expectations are highest for entering into uh, the start of padded practice and my opportunity to see these players for myself because there have been a lot of standouts and a lot of positive reports about players that maybe weren't necessarily the ones that we were expecting to blow things out of the water. We have to start, however, uh, with the news that George Godsey uh, sidelined for the time being due to a positive COVID-19 test. Uh, it was reported yesterday by ESPN's Adam Schefter. Also reported that Godsey, who's been fully vaccinated, managed to test positive. Uh, the extension that the Dolphins have placed a number of the members of the tight end room on the COVID list as well as close contacts. They want to make sure they're avoiding any potential breakout scenarios within the team. Uh, So, of course, Miami has co-offensive coordinators, and uh, one of those guys ends up having to spend a little bit of time at home. Eric Studisville is going to run the offense for the time being, uh, but it is noteworthy to know that uh, Studisville will be running the offense. George Gatsy will probably make remote contributions to the group, uh, but for the time being, until Gotsi is cleared and recovered fully from his positive test, uh, Miami is going to be in the hands of Eric Studisville. If the Dolphins have any level of uncommitment as far as who is going to call the plays, I would like to think they have that plan formalized, and I know there was a big to-do about uh, Tua saying last week both guys have given him play calls. Uh, that might be... Uh, drill by drill, uh, inside run versus seven on seven, for example. But what I would say is I refuse to believe that the Dolphins are going to have multiple offensive play callers in season. It can't happen. I refuse to believe that's a possibility. Now, if we get to the regular season and it turns out that's the case, well, we'll have some feedback for that direction and decision based on the results uh, if that becomes apparent but this in my opinion is all gamesmanship from Brian Flores to play coy kind of sit on his decision not tip off to namely the New England Patriots and Buffalo Bills in the first two weeks of the season any kind of potential trends that they would be able to pick up depending on who has been designated as the play caller but for the time being it's going to be Eric Studisville because George Gotze is sidelined 
with COVID-19. And a number of the members of the tight end room, including Mike Gusecki, Seathan Carter, Adam Shaheen, currently on the close contacts list. Uh, we will see what changes in the next 24 hours on that front, but that is uh, the most immediate news that came out yesterday afternoon. Something that was revealed on Saturday, which I think is interesting, is a couple of points on the Xavier Howard situation. Howard was back in a limited role on practice on Saturday. Uh, the quote that he provided, the Dolphins... <laughs> amidst the holdout, sent him out to talk to the media. This quote was interesting to me. Uh, I was asked about, you know, potentially getting things sorted out and staying in Miami. And he said, sure, I hope it gets better. It's a process. I'm hearing this and hearing that, but nothing is getting done right now. Right now, I'm just here, out here every day, supporting the team, and out here working. Okay, fair enough. He, he said he's, he was going to be here, make sure he doesn't get fined. He's asked later on in the presser, um, if the Dolphins don't trade him and they don't renegotiate his contract, what happens? His response was, like I said, I'm here. It, the obvious benefit from both parties for this thing getting worked out are apparent because the Dolphins' defense had a phenomenal year last year. Xavier Howard had a phenomenal year last year. He appears to be healthy. I know age and concern on long-term durability, all those things are questions. Howard has proposed a number of different solutions to try and get more money for here and now so he feels better about his contract for 2021. The Dolphins haven't bit. What is interesting is, according to Barry Jackson, Miami has offered him something. It's just not the terms that Howard wants. Barry Jackson, on a report on Saturday for the Miami Herald, said the Dolphins have offered Howard additional incentives, but haven't been willing to offer new guaranteed money or guarantee 2022 money that's not guaranteed or move 2024 money up to 2021. So Miami, this is the fundamental line that has been drawn. The Dolphins are saying, we will pay you more for what you do for us moving forward. And Xavier Howard is saying, I was underpaid for my performance last season and want to be recouped and compensated for. Miami's not interested, it sounds like, in playing that game. They say, you want more money in 2021? Go out and have 10 picks again, or have six interceptions, or play in 80% of the snaps. I don't know what the incentives are, but the Dolphins are apparently willing to offer some up to allow Howard to earn more money in 2021, but Howard, based on his performance last year, feels he's already earned it. The fact that we are edging closer suggests to me that I might have to change a stance that I took a couple weeks ago which was it feels like at the time, this was a couple of weeks ago, beginning of July, it would be more likely that Howard gets traded than it is that he gets a restructured, renegotiated contract with the Dolphins. There are peaks and glimpses of both sides of being willing to do something to make this work, whether it's Xavier Howard saying, 
yes, I wish to be here, openly admitting that if they don't do anything with my contract, I'm still going to be here. You want to talk about the definition of a player who has zero leverage in a situation. And the Dolphins being willing to offer additional incentives to put more earning potential into his contract. I think I'm going to have to call an audible here versus what my initial impressions were. No audibles to be called with Built Bar, though. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are absolutely positively delicious. They come in nine different flavors. They got 100% chocolate on all their bars. They're high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. Whether you're looking for a meal replacement, post-workout, something to grab and go, something for a midnight snack, you name it, Built Bar can be it. Right now, you can visit BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. Speaking of calling audibles... There's one very clear and obvious audible that needs to be called after the first week of training camp. And that is a stance. I've since come down off this stance, but I'm also going to, I'm not going to sit here and act prideful and pound my chest or uh, double down, anything like that. This is an evaluation process for the Dolphins, much like the offseason is an evaluation process for the team and for the roster. It's a different kind of evaluation because, by and large, you have the names in-house now that are going to be the guys you're going to go to war with in season. In January, if you asked me to identify cut candidates for the Miami Dolphins, Albert Wilson would have been one of the first names that came to mind. Struggled with injuries during his time in Miami. He's another year older. He sat out in 2020. Some reasonable cap savings to be found. Ain't no way based off the reports from minicamp and OTAs and Albert Wilson's performance in the first week of training camp, there is a 0.0000000001% chance Albert Wilson is not on the opening day roster because he's all over the place. Barring injury, of course. Albert Wilson is the most exciting development of the first week of camp. Because we heard about Will Fuller. We heard about Jalen Waddell. They brought in Robert Foster. They signed him the first day of free agency. Bunch of added speed, right? Albert Wilson is just another layer of insurance. Because if you take all these guys, right? Jalen Waddell missed time last year with a broken leg. I don't think it's... it's Anywhere near time to label him as somebody who we should be concerned about with durability. But he did miss time last year. Will Fuller consistently misses at least a handful of games, although this past year it was for suspension, not due to injury. Devontae Parker constantly banged up. Preston Williams constantly missing half of the season. Albert Wilson's another name who has struggled to stay on the field for all 16 games throughout the course of his NFL career. But if you have this many guys, law of averages says you are going to get overlap, enough overlap in all 17 games. That wide receiver depth for you is never going to be a problem. Never. And the fact that Tua has this chemistry down with Burt now 
already. Super exciting. They have connected for a 60-plus yard touchdown on three of four days of practice in the first week. And I know Omar Kelly said this uh, at the end of the first week of practice, but he says he cannot remember a week one of Miami Dolphins training camp that has manufactured the amount of explosive plays that this Dolphins offense has been able to manufacture. A lot of that falls into the hands of Albert Wilson. Sometimes just barely beyond the outstretched arm of Byron Jones in coverage on a beautifully feathered throw from Tua Tagovailoa, But nevertheless, I haven't been on the beat as long as Omar Kelly. But I have been a diehard Miami Dolphins fan since I was six years old. I have followed this team and the reports of practice religiously since I was about 15, which was the mid-2000s. Aging myself a little bit. I'm 32 years old now. Turned 32 in April. And I could tell you from my experience, I cannot remember reading practice reports that have nailed down the Dolphins for this many explosive plays ever in camp. We're not going to sit here and call this mission accomplished because right now it means diddly-poo. To quote Jim Mora, it's diddly-poo until you apply it to games. Until you take on the New England Patriots and you can get over the top of them, and scorch them and force you to play two high safeties and manufacture room to run the football. And I would love nothing more than to see that materialize itself and Devon Godshall's lined up across from Robert Hunt. And Robert takes him to the woodshed. But that that's the ultimate test. But at the same time, knowing what the point of emphasis was for the Dolphins, and knowing, I cannot tell you. Omar Kelly, who's been on the beat forever, could not tell you. The last time there were this many chunk plays at any juncture in camp, effectively, strung together day over day over day. And you don't have Will Fuller. And you don't have Devontae Parker. Let's go. Let's get a little bit excited about what this offense could look like if Tua Tagovailoa translates what he has put on display into live reps and into pads. And if that happens, oh boy. And I got great news for you because I'm going to have a number of opportunities to survey this for myself. I'll be in Miami Gardens Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, tomorrow and the day after, to partake and, and watch two Dolphins practices in camp. The following week, I will be in Chicago for meetings for the Draft Network. We're going to practice when the Dolphins have joint practice against the Bears. We will be at the game in Chicago to watch the Dolphins-Bears preseason game. So I'm going to have a chance over the next two weeks to get a little bit of an idea of what the evolution of this team looks like 
We've only seen and heard unless you were able to attend the in-person practice on Saturday. We've only seen and heard from those in attendance what it looks like. I'm excited for my own personal evaluation of this roster and the growth of those in question to begin starting tomorrow. We'll do a normal power to the pod, uh, but then I am going to plan on putting out Tuesday evening uh, my Wednesday or my Tuesday practice recap, and then on Wednesday evening put out my Wednesday practice recap for Thursday show. So we get a full slate ahead of us. You can bet your bottom dollar on that. You want to talk about betting bottom dollars? Bet online is the premier destination for all of your preferred gambling needs, whether it's for the NFL, which is back, Major League Baseball, UFC, you name it. You can visit betonline.ag for the latest odds, news, and info, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Bringing this to a close, my top five, according to what I've seen from shared videos and according to reports from those I trust around Dolphins camp, my top five performers from week one. Number one starts, first and foremost, with Burt Wilson. We talked about him already. Number two, Tua Tungvaloa. Could you possibly cook up a more exciting one-two punch for who these standouts are for this team than a receiver you were not expecting, and your second-year quarterback, who is clearly more comfortable in his own skin, to the point in which he's taking the microphone, addressing the fans before live practice, he's taking interviews with NFL Network when they're in town, asking about the team, showing comfort in front of the camera, and he's showing confidence in keeping his eyes down the field and being aggressive to push the ball, even in tight coverage. I understand it's not live reps, but man, that's an exciting development. That is a really exciting development for Tua Tagovailoa, which leaves us just three spots on who our most impressive performers are through the first week of camp. Number three might be a little underwhelming, but Michael Pilardi, the punter signed from Carolina in free agency, uh, is a player who has gotten a lot of positive feedback from those who I've talked to who have been in attendance at Dolphins camp. Uh, who I trust with with their eyes uh, to serve as a replacement for my own. That's huge. Uh, Miami and special teams. Special teams was obviously a big part of the Dolphins' success last year. Matt Hawk uh, had his best career season, in my opinion, but nevertheless, the consistency was not where it needed to be down the stretch. Getting consistent play from the punter. Ideally, you see the punter less and less and less game in and game after game. But getting that level of consistency would be a huge step in the right direction to Miami's special teams unit being from top to bottom an elite group. It sounds like Andrew Van Ginkle 
is having a really, really good season, building off what he had last year uh, as a rotational player. And the Dolphins will need him to do that because he is going to take some of the reps lost by Kyle Van Noy's departure. But he is a more explosive, dynamic athlete. So if he's able to take those reps and win with pure athleticism, with more frequency, Miami will gladly take it. And coming in at number five is another win for the draft and develop mantra for the Dolphins. Again, it's early. We're not in pads. I get it. I've heard Raekwon Davis has looked great, which should not surprise you if you watched him play down the stretch, but nevertheless, second-round pick, interior defensive lineman, Miami point of emphasis getting better against the run. The better Raekwon Davis plays, the more stout the run defense is, the more stout the run defense is, the more third and longs you get teams into, the more third and longs you get the teams into, the more you're going to tee off on opposing quarterbacks, the more turnovers you're going to force, the better field position you're going to have, the more points you're going to score, blah, 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 all the way down the line. And again, tomorrow, full pads. Locked on Dolphins will be there. Make sure you plan accordingly. Hit subscribe. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Fins up. Thanks so much for tuning in. Your team every day. We don't just say it. We live it here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great rest of your day. And I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. And the next time you hear from me, I'll be in sunny South Florida. Fins up.